What's up guys, Big Lou here, NGFE Radio, with another one-on-one, and this time with the one and only Roger Hernandez, marketing manager of Kenneth Tires USA. We get done and dirty talk about rubber, we talk about sidewall technology with the new Kevlar uh, compound, we talk about a bunch of other stuff that you guys are going to dig. Um, we also got a lowdown on some new stuff coming down the pike in September. So give us a like, give us a follow, Instagram, NGFE underscore radio on Facebook, NGFE Radio, and obviously give us a like on SoundCloud, NGFE Radio. All right, guys, hope you guys enjoy the show. Uh, once again, Big Lou here, NGFE Radio. Peace. All right, what's up, guys? Big Lou here, one-on-one, NGFE Radio Special Edition up in here in China Peak. And tonight we have special guest Roger Hernandez with Kenda Tires USA. Roger, welcome to the show. Hey, Lou, nice to see you today. <laughs> All right, man. Let's uh, let's get to the nitty gritty here. Uh, who's Roger Hernandez, man? Give us a little bit of feedback, a little gra- little background on who Roger is and where you're born and all that good stuff. Oh, Roger Hernandez. Uh, Roger was born. I was born in uh, San Antonio, Texas. Okay. But I've uh, spent most of my life in uh, S- Southern California in Orange County. Yeah. And the last 20 years in uh, Long Beach. Long Beach. Yeah. Uh, How'd you get into cycling, Roger? Uh, a friend of mine, um, not a friend of mine, a doctor told me that I was uh, gaining too much weight and then I had to get out of power sports. And my friend said, hey, it's a good idea. We can start riding bicycles. And uh, I bought my first full suspension mountain bike in 1995. I traded in my, uh, YZ, or I sold my YZ250 and took all the money and bought a Marin FRS and uh, I think it was actually the second full suspension bike ever made took it out to uh, Lisa Woods rode from the parking lot to Mathis made it about 20 yards up Mathis Mathis is no joke (laughs) I think I fell over my heart was pounding and I think I put that bike away for three months (laughs) you should have started a little bit easier huh yeah Mathis was the wrong one uh, to start with so was that like the beginning of a beautiful friendship with uh, cycling or what? Yeah, um, a good friend of mine uh, who was in the motorcycle world, loved a mountain bike. He introduced me to the Pasadena Mountain Bike Club. And from then on, uh, we're still friends and we still ride. We're actually neighbors now. And uh, it's been about 20, 22 years. Good, good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just mountain biking or cycling? What do you, I mean, road road biking? Uh, we do. We did. A, I studied a little bit of both. I do uh, mountain biking, road biking. Um, kind of switch back and forth. Every once in a while, you kind of get burned out of one and jump back into the other. But uh, mountain biking's uh, the better love for me. Mm-hmm. Just getting away from everybody and riding up and just being in the wilderness is peace for me. Okay. Um, Talk to us about how you got into Kenda Tires. Kenda was a, a, a sponsor of uh, one of our grassroots teams, such as your team, Lou. And I just uh, hung around and pushed a broom for the guy that was working it. And uh, basically, I was a team manager, and I had a lot of free time on my hands when I wasn't handing out water bottles. And I tried to help him sell tires. I tried to help him put things up when he was done. And uh, from there... Um, I just kind of eased my way into the job. How long have you been working for Kenda? Um, full time, four years, uh, but I've been 
with them, you know, like as a indentured servant and uh, what do you call an intern since uh, 2005. And what's your position at Kenda Tires? Uh, my formal position is marketing manager of mountain bike and BMX for North America. And what does that entail? Um, it entails uh, recruitment of athletes and making sure that uh, they're getting what they need or trying to get them what they need for their races. Mm -hmm. um, I do all the advertising, so I create with the graphic team the ads, digital and uh, print. Also, you have to secure uh, the contracts with digital and print. And social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and whatever little projects we do, like the events and, and marketing camps. Mm-hmm. How, how big is uh, social media for, for not just for Kenda Tires, but for other brands out there? It seems to be the way everybody rates everything now. Um, I don't know. I, I like it to be more of a, a brand ambassador, social media, and results. Mm -hmm. uh, for the top level guys, it's it's huge. Um, if somebody like uh, McHanna shares something or Sam Reynolds hits us with on the social media, it, it creates big opportunities for us and brings us a lot of uh, people we don't normally see. Mm -hmm. But um, at the mid to lower levels, I just think it's brand ambassador is probably the most important thing. Okay. And so, so traveling around, you, you go to like Sea Otter and Airbike? Right. Yes. How how big is that of an impact for for the brand? Um, I I'm hoping it's a, a a big impact. I try to be everywhere, or most races, and I try to be helpful to everybody. And I'm hoping that the public sees that Kenda's there, and Kenda will be there if you need a tire, if you need a tube, or need some help. Um, I think it's growing again. Uh, we're we're certainly slipped the mark. We were number one in the early 2000s and we're fell off a couple notches and we're trying to get Clark way back up to number one. What is that going to take to get back to that number one spot? Um, well, the steps are there. Uh, we've been, I refer to it as pedaling. Um, we got a North American marketing team, the group of engineers from Trek who are making great new stuff. Um, they're working with the Taiwanese to make better products, and the Taiwanese are getting better at what they already do good. And um, we're just bringing a bunch of products to market comes this September and next year. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the um, prototype like development stages, and because I know you were pretty uh, influential and a big part of uh, some of the development of the Saber tire. Well, um, I can talk. The development for us is is has grown so much because of the engineering team. I would say before we would uh, we would think of a tire, a design between ourselves, uh, the marketing, sales, and the team at Kenda, and then we had an engineer consultant from Moto, and he did bike uh, bicycle stuff, and he would we would start writing something up. And then we would send that over to Taiwan, and then they would make a drawing, a 2D drawing, then a 3D drawing. Then we'd get it back, and we would test with uh, a pro rider, mm -hmm. such as like Eric Carter or uh, Brian Lopes, whoever was we were running that year. And then if they would make changes, or we would go with it. Now the process is way more involved. 
Um, the tires are FEE modeled, uh, they're pressure tested, like even before we, when we do a drawing now, it's done up by an engineer. Mm -hmm. And the engineer has experience and he's gonna model it on a computer and they're gonna mock it up against the competitors. And from there, um, they'll once they make the tire, they'll do a 3D mold now or 3D printing, which we didn't have before. And then even after that, they'll make a silicon mold make any adjustments and once we get the tire back the engineers the marketing staff and a pro rider will go test in one area mm -hmm. and then they'll also test in a different area the same tire uh, to give you an example the hellcat was tested in new zealand by polygon it was also tested by mick Hanna in south carolina kevin aiello at uh, laguna and Eric Porter at Park City. All those people tested in different temperatures, environments, just to make sure that, that tire was going to be the, the right one. So the newest, the newest tires in, in the Kindle lineup are the Hellcat and the Helldiver. Right. The two uh, when we started a development with Polygon three years ago to make world class tires, they were going to give us their input on what a world class tire is. Not only is their manager an ex pro. He's also an engineer by trade, so we got him working with our engineers and growing together. Uh, we were going to develop about five tires with them. We've knocked it down to basically three. Um, and uh, you've seen the Hellcat and Helldiver. Uh, there's a new one coming out September 1st that I can't tell you about, but I will on September 1st. <laughs> and then at Interbike, uh, maybe later that month, you'll see a fourth tire. So. Okay. There's going to be, and then come uh, Sea Otter of next year, you'll see the last one. So there's going to be, there is about four or five tires. So something in the 29er range? Yes, uh, we realized, we've been working on a 29er for a while. It seems like the manufacturers of bicycles have jumped on real, rather quick with a 29. I'm still not, I ride a 29, I love a 29. I still think... Uh, it depends on the course. I think the 27.5 is probably still the best one for World Cup. For downhill? Downhill. Okay. Um, what are the challenges of, you know, trying to develop a new tire? I mean, what's the process, you know? I, th I think one of the best challenges out there is um, when you make a tire, you've got rolling resistance, braking, cornering, um, traction and it's 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 you can't have you can't just usually make a tire that's better at everything mm -hmm. so when you go up against a competitor's tire if you want it to roll faster well then you're probably going to give up braking or if you want it to weigh less then you're going to have to give up cornering mm -hmm. so it, it's trying to make a tire that will hit the right market um you know, for the Hellcat was made for the World Cup team. It's going to have the max traction, and um, it might suffer a little bit under some competitors on rolling resistance. But we knew we had to give up rolling resistance to get cornering traction and braking. Um, the tire that's coming out in September, we gave up a little bit of braking, and we got a lot more rolling resistance. So. Are a lot less rolling resistance. 
Now, uh, do you guys have implemented Kevlar now into your tire lineup? For right. The Our advanced gravity casing is uh, new, the newest thing for downhill. It's got a Kevlar weave on the side. Um, it's a little bit. It's a lot lighter and is more has more protection than the standard casings that are out there. Um, and also on the top, we've got a thick uh, sheet of uh, an under under tread barrier, and that's the for the DH. Okay. Um, those tires are it's in wire bead, and then you'll also see a folding DH. So like the Hell Divers folding the Hellcat will come in a wire bead and a folding DH just to drop some weight. Okay. Uh, we had a call from Mick at Polygon where he lost by a couple tenths of a second at the last World Cup and he said, you know, if you can make it just a little bit lighter, so we're going to drop the wire bead and knock about another 90 grams off the tire. And if the course doesn't need a wire bead, that might give him his two tenths of a second. Mm -hmm. Are we going to see more of the Kevlar technology in the new tires that are coming out? The Kevlar is in our top of the line downhill because of the expense um, that's what's needed for that tire. Okay. Uh, come September 1st there's going to be a line of enduro tires, enduro casings and um, that's what we've been working on the most. We've been really all the testing we've done is compiling to make this new enduro tire. So all the stuff we learned from DH we're going to take it to an enduro casing and you're going to see a weight reduction, still have excellent protection, and uh, the new treads will be groundbreaking for Kenda. I can, I can, I guess I can leak that it's going to be in the low 800 gram range. For, for, an, for an enduro tire? For a 2.4275. Wow. With better protection that's out on the market right now. Now, are you guys going to come out with like a 2.6, 2.8, you know, because obviously like you've seen the trend, like everybody wants a bigger volume tire. I mean, what's... So for the, for our Enduro tires, the three of them, and actually the Honey Badger DH also is going to be into that. So we're going to have a 27.524, a 29.24, and a 29.26. Okay. Um, we are looking at doing a 26.24. Okay. Uh, we've heard, I've heard, and I've asked that we put some new technology into a 26-inch tire. Okay. We don't want to forget about that market. There's still a lot of bikes out there, but a lot of no other company that I know of is investing new technology treads and casings in 26-inch size. Right. So, what about XC? Oh, cross country. Um, I think we've we've already put the tires out. Uh, we have the the Saber and the Cosmic Light with our new R3C compound, and our sidewalls have been doing really good. We have an SCT sidewall for heavier duty use and a TR tubeless race for light duty use. Um, those are in 29.205 and 29.22, and shortly they'll be in 29.24. And 2926. For XC? For XC. That's where wow. everybody's going. Well, I don't know about XC on the 26. It's kind of like some. They don't want to say plus, so they're just saying 26 <laughs> now. There's, no one yeah. wants. And, and everybody that has a plus bike is now. They want. They're one a 26. They don't, mm -hmm. The 3.0 is too big. The 2.8 is too heavy. Right. There's the, they don't want to call it a plus. Are you guys 
planning on making some new cross-country tires? There is a, a new cross-country tire in the works. It's probably will be launched at Sea Otter. Okay. We're, we're more focused right now on the enduro and downhills. Mm -hmm. And uh, the new cross-country tire will be take what we've learned from the Sabre and the new R3C compound and what we've learned from the enduro tires to try and make a uh, even faster cross-country tire with a little bit more side grip, maybe okay. a new compound. Okay. Um, how hard is it to develop a compound for these for a tire? Um, it's it's really good now that we have the North American Engineering Office because where is that located? In Akron, Ohio. Okay. It's pretty much the rubber capital of the U.S. So like everybody that was in auto was in Akron. Just like if in tech you would be in Silicon Valley, mm -hmm. anybody that do, does rubber is there. The car market has suffered, but that's kind of our loss. Um, all these guys have had to retool and work in other things like moto and bicycle mm -hmm. and so we're getting a lot of the machines that were developed for car to work great for in bicycle okay. and also the engineers so the the compounder um well what's great now is we have two two compounders a senior and a junior and uh, we can go to them and say this is competitor a tire this is competitor b tire the compounder will slice them all up dissect them see how the rubber's laid see what the rubber's made out of melt it all down and she can duplicate the compound and then when we do our testing we'll take those compounds and put them into our tread design and we can say this is competitor a's tread let's see how it does competitors b and competitor c and then ours and then we can also tweak it if we want lighter we can go there if we want more traction and that's what our compounders been practicing is tweaking it 5% or 10% one way. Mm -hmm. Then we use a pro rider and the engineer and we do blind testing and we have them do a run, give us feedback, do a control run, such, and then we can get what's best for our new compound. So is that, was that what all the other companies are doing? Like just trying to see what everybody else is doing and just kind of trying to up the ante and, and, you know, protection, rolling resistance, you know, durability of the tire? You know, I really don't know what goes on in the other people's testing. Um, I've seen ads or I've seen articles where they say like uh, Trek is somewhere testing in Europe. And I've seen a picture of a guy like sort of like we do. There's one guy, there's one rider. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they go into the detail that we do now. Um, um, I don't know if they're subletting the work. All I know is that we're doing it all in-house now. Mm -hmm. we're, we're doing what we used to do a lot overseas. 90% of the tire design and testing we're all doing here. They're manufacturing it over there, but we're doing all the design, 2D drawings, uh, 3D modeling, 3D printing, and testing in, in basically the U.S. or in Europe. So what changed for that to happen? Uh, the change was we had slipped, and uh, we would... We were doing things the old way, and now we have to do things the new way, like like what newer companies do. Mm -hmm. You've got to get the sales together with the marketing, with the engineers. With the, we fly engineers from overseas to do to watch the testing here in the U.S. We take engineers from the U.S., fly them overseas to make sure that the building process is right, or if they run into a problem, they can work together. And I, I really like this new concept because. For me, going to events, I can tell 
the engineers, what's hot, what's not hot, what everybody else is using. Mm -hmm. Also, with the pro right there, with everybody, not just him testing on his own and sending something over the email, the pro can say, this is what I've seen on the market, this is what the courses are like, yeah. and then the engineers get to actually walk and talk with the pros. Hmm. Um, what are the what are the benefits or pros and cons of like sponsoring a team, sponsoring events, venues, you know, as a tire manufacturer? I mean, we we entered, we hopefully interned all these sponsorships or events to see return on investment. But also, I I for me, it's, I think it's also my chance to do brand ambassadorship. Um, if I'm out there and they see that I'm helping them or I'm in there, I'm there when they needed me. I'm hoping they'll remember us. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's really tough nowadays. Uh, what we what we see from a team standpoint, if they're really high up, then that's their social media. But those are your top pros, your World Cups, your top XC racers, your top enduros. Going down, uh, middle teams and uh, grassroots. We're hoping they're brand ambassadors. That if they see somebody, they do something nice for them, or they talk nice about the products, and they hit with their social media as well. Mm -hmm. If we sponsor a big team, we would like to get spec on that team, that manufacturer's brand. But that's what we always like to do. Take for example, like if we were to sponsor a team like KHS, we would hope the KHS would use us on many of their bikes that they sell. Right. Is that was that, that where we're like? The money's at is like production stuff, right? I mean, uh, that, that's it, it's a trickle down effect. If you're on a team and you can link it with the manufacturer, and then that you get on the bikes, you also get on advertisements because when the manufacturer advertises in a magazine, then you see your tires there. Mm -hmm. When a pro wins on a race and they take a picture, you see your tires there. Right. So hopefully, the more people see it, the more people tend to want to say hey what's that i want to i want to run that yeah where do you where do you see kind of tire like five years from now five years from now i'm i'm i would like to see kenda back on top um yeah. for sure um i see us simplifying our line i want to have four downhill tires four enduro tires and models and four cross-country tires mm -hmm. from there they can have the different sizes and the casings i'd like to simplify it all down mm -hmm. and uh, not have so many options yeah um you're going to see ken sponsoring a lot more downhill teams enduro teams and um i'd like to see where enduro is going to go well, i mean where do you see it now i've seen it growing pretty much this event here at china peak I was here three years ago, and um, I think I was the only vendor, mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, the parking lot was about half as full. Yeah. So this looks really good. I, I see a lot of people, and a lot of people camping. It's a great group of people. Um, I just need to see the expo grow, or they need to combine it with other events. I kind of like the um, like Mammoth or something, not uh, the Kamikaze game, something like that. Yeah, that's Kamikaze Games is great. Craft uh, and Cranks is coming up in Big Bear, and uh, that's great. It looks to be a great venue. They've grown it so there's an enduro, there's a downhill. All right, what's up, guys? Big Lou here, one on one NGFU Radio Special Edition up in here in China Peak, and to, you know, uh, 
you know, you come out to some of these races where it's like pretty legit enduro. I mean, I, I haven't been up there, but you know, we'll see. We got we got a team out here, and and uh, they you know they see what how tough it can be, especially like stage stage five and whatnot. But it's you have to have a good venue. You have to have a good good stages for people to come back. You know what I mean? Or else you know, they're not going to come back and and race. Yeah, it, I was amazed by the cost. Uh, you guys are paying what ninety to one hundred and ten dollars sometimes. Uh, you know what? Um, North Star is one hundred eighty bucks. One hundred eighty bucks. This yeah. is a, I mean, this is about the, about the same one hundred fifty something like that. You know, the cost has gone up a lot um, to do these races. Um, you know, they offer like food, you know, like a meal, a beer ticket, and then race day lift, but. You know, if you're gonna practice, you got to pay for that. Here, it's pretty reasonable; it's like twenty bucks. But the the cost has gone up quite a bit uh, to race enduro because it's you know it's hot. You know, enduro is hot. So you know, also you know, you look at the parking lot compared to three years ago. You're right. I mean, there's a lot of people here. Yeah, I'm so. just, if they can get more, if they can have, I hear different things. I hear insurance limits it. I hear timing limits it limits them out. But when you've got 200 to 250 people to spread the cost of the event, it's tough. Cross country, you have like 500 to 1,000 people to spread the cost over. Mm -hmm. Or even endurance, you know, I've seen up to 1,500 to 3,000 people. I, if you could get 500 people, then hopefully it wouldn't hit you guys so hard. Yeah. You know, and it and it's it's tough from a uh, vendor because if I'm only going to see 250 racers. In enduro, I'm probably only going to see 300 people. Right. So. Yeah, because you 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 want that return of investment. Yeah, if I'm if I'm I'm paying the same amount to be here or at a festival, my target's 300 people here versus over there I might see a thousand to five thousand people. Right. And I'm and I'm sure you're you're limited on on a budget, you know, where you can, you know, you got to stretch your money out as, as far as you can for yeah. the year. But good. Most of these people, it's a good family atmosphere, and. Um, just good good people like i was at the uh, last enduro in el toro and i got the pleasure of riding with lou and some of the other guys and uh, even people i didn't know mm -hmm. they were friendly like i was talking about a problem i was having and this complete stranger he goes you need a fork he was willing to take a fork off his backup bike and mm -hmm. give me a fork and oh. i was like no man i'm cool and, yeah but you know it's like i didn't know this guy from anybody else and yeah he thought i was gonna miss my race and he was gonna donate me a fork for the weekend yeah that's nice you we, you don't see that we we ended up actually one of the a female riders she's a races expert uh from new zealand she cracked or she broke her carbon crank arm and uh so we, we took it off one of uh, danny's bikes and let her borrow it and um so she can go out and practice and race tomorrow Nice. So, um, you know, it, it it's a good community of for enduro. Uh, you know, I don't know about cross country, but I'm sure it is. But here it's like, you know, we try to help everybody out, as, you know, as much as we can. Yeah, and I think uh, there's a lot more camping here. And, yeah, it's a good uh, vibe. It's a good sure. vibe. Um, you plan on doing any kind of racing this year, Roger? Um, I've been doing some team events for the endurance races. There's kind of like a cross country six hour 12 hour race and uh i usually get uh asked to do a lap or two okay yeah you know it's it's tough uh i'll admit it uh you probably don't know it but i'm a very competitive person and when it comes down to racing i i get all nervous and i get the butterflies and i <laughs> I, I get really hard on myself if i don't do good so right 
I uh, I kind of gave that life up. So I'll I'll go do a lap or something. But you know, some people like uh, I was at a 24-hour race of Pueblo, and they were saying like, hey, you should come out and do a midnight lap. And you know, I'm like, yeah, it's a little too hardcore for me. <laughs> going doing a lap in the rain and cold. And you don't you know you never you don't you're pre riding during the day, so you don't even know what to expect, right? Yeah, yeah. But um, I remember. Uh, we had a team about a year ago, and somebody didn't show up, and uh, we needed somebody right out of the blue to come do a lap for us, and Big Lou was there. Oh, yeah. No hesitation. Yep. <laughs> He's, he kitted up and did a hard-ass 12-mile lap. That was a, t that was a tough, that was a tough uh, uh, lap. That was a very tough. That was a, I think we had to go up Marine Corps Hill and, then yeah. dam, yep. and the dam climb. Yep, yep. I'm like, man, who? Damn it, Roger. But see, that's what a good brand ambassador will do. He'll suit up when you ask, uh, do a man. lap, and, and still have a smile on his face. I'm, I'm signed up to do uh, a – I'm racing against a couple of teammates since in November for the last uh, eight-hour race in Vail. Okay. So i got to start getting ready for that one because um, there's bragging rights on the line. Yeah, it's always a tough one. That's probably could be cold too. We'll see what happens. Roger, I just want to thank you for your time, and not only for your time, but for sponsoring not only our race team, but so many events, and, you know, just getting people out and stoked on, on the brand, and, um, you know, you're just a great guy. I appreciate you. Thank you. Sure, and I'm sure Kenda Tires appreciates you and all the hard work that you put into to creating what you've created in the last years, you know, of what it is now. Well, thanks, Lou. Um, I appreciate this opportunity. And um, come September 1st or any day after it, I'd love to get back on and that way I can let the uh, veil of secrecy off and talk about the new stuff. Well, you guys kept, kept that Hellcat and the Helldiver on the rest pretty good, and that was a pretty good launch party out at the Sea Otter. Oh, I hope to do that every year. Even if we don't have something to launch, we're still going to have the party. Okay, cool. Roger, thanks again for coming on to our show and GFE Radio. Big Lou out. <laughs>